0: Podcast MMA FanCast. It's MMA for the fans by the fans. We talk about only the important things you want to hear.
1: Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA on Spike. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of MMA FanCast. My name is Ryan Middleton. I am your host and I am joined by the living legend, Jim Sahara Mooney. We have a bunch of good stuff going on in MMA. Well, I mean, a bunch of stuff to talk about anyway. Not all of it's good, but talk we will. That's what we're here to do. Unfortunately for you all, Jim will be talking as well. I know I get the emails. I get the complaints. I get the letters. I got a telegram the one time. Um, all of that in favor of not allowing Jim Sahara Mooney to speak anymore. However, I made a commitment to him. He's he means well. And so he will be allowed to speak. That being said, let's talk some MMA action. Um, we have news, stuff in the news. We have a crazy antics of fighters and boxing being talked about more in MMA than boxing's talked about in boxing. So just want to kind of cover that. Hey, let's talk Conor McGregor. Jim. Conor McGregor has long been a—you've been a big fan of his, as have I. Big fan, and uh, that's kind of wearing thin now, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, pretty quick. Um, and I personally think that he's in trouble. It's my opinion, and I'm sure there are others out there that feel the same way. But he's one of those very divisive characters, you know, that have celebrity status that put people right you know on one side of the fence or the other there's not much room for somebody being in the middle when it comes to connor so um yeah with uh, some things that have happened that have transpired even really leading up to uh his fight at the uh, at USC 205 um which was seems like a long time ago now last time we saw him in the octagon, some of his antics were starting to wear on me. And I I think back then we talked about, or at least I mentioned, you know, his trash talking and uh, how he's got to tone it down some. But uh, other things going on now, I think uh, are pointing to trouble.
1: I mean, I think that it's a, it's a, you know, when, the same thing that makes him so popular and so polarizing and so um such a dynamic fighter is also going to be the same thing that bites him in the butt and that seems to be what's what's happening now i mean let's be honest Conor mcgregor doesn't need to fight again in his life uh i mean the the hopes and dreams of a of a legacy that was you know at one point it looked like he could be known as one of the best mixed martial artists of all time, or, you know, he didn't have that undefeated thing, but he had something really special. And now all of that's up in the air. Who knows if, if that's even, I mean, does he ever do Jim ceremony right now? If you had to answer does, does, does Conor McGregor ever fight in the octagon again?
0: I think he does. I think it's probably less than uh, five times.
1: And do you think he does it anytime soon?
0: It's rumored that he's going to be fighting Ferguson. I'm not uh, holding up my hopes for that. I think um, the rumor of him fighting Pacquiao is probably – has a better chance of taking place than um, the fight with Ferguson.
1: Yeah. So You know, of
0: course, everything that, uh, that, you know, I still have more to say about McGregor, and I hope that everything that I say about his future or that, you know, my opinion, I think where he's going, I hope I'm dead wrong on it because, you know, Conor McGregor first coming into the UFC, and I remember, you know, several years ago, Ryan, you and I were sitting at a a restaurant um, in the Pittsburgh area, Bubba's, um, in the Bridgeville area, and you had mentioned Um, that Conor McGregor was coming to the UFC. And I remember that conversation. That was really my first um, notice um, or where I was being put on notice for checking this guy out. And everything that I saw from that point was all good stuff. Um, But it's funny how, you know, you can really ramp up and, you know, gain some notoriety and popularity. And, you know, the other side of the cliff – you know, can take you down a whole lot faster. I think that's where well, he's headed, but I again I hope I'm wrong.
1: What is the the root of all evil?
0: Well money is a root of all evil and I think that's what is really starting to get to him. Um so if if I don't know much about his personal life other than what he puts on uh display for us through uh, various social media outlets and just recently he was Um, He was uh, put into a photo with the caption of Date Night. And the the female that he was pictured with on Twitter, her name was Rita Ora. He was at some type of fashion show. Um, I think it was the
1: Jim Sahara Mooney is the best dressed person ever fashion show.
0: Well, when it comes to the MMA fan cast, I know what it, you know, what it takes, what it, let's talk to 24 seven. We're talking MMA fan cast right now.
1: It's okay? all, oh, Hey, Hey,
0: but, uh, huh, yeah, I see. I see. I see.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So, um, but he was, he was filmed or not, not filmed, but a picture was taken um, with the caption, date night, it wasn't his wife. And, you know, with a lot of stuff that's happening now in politics, and, you know, it's hitting celebrities with these allegations of, um, you know, impropriety, uh, not acting in uh, what I would say it would be a, an upstanding citizen. Um You know, people have been getting in trouble for their past, and Connor's putting it right out there for everybody to see. And what I fear is going to happen, and it's a conversation that um, my wife and I have had about this with McGregor being so popular and somebody with his celebrity status. You've got women who would basically throw themselves at him just for the
1: opportunity. I know the feeling.
0: Yeah. Of course you do. But, you know, it's how long can he stay true? Hopefully he does. You know, you and I are, are you know, definitely in support. I, I don't need to say this. You know, it's just, it's something that I think is understood by anybody that listens to our podcast, that All we right. are we're family guys where, you know, we support our wives, our kids, and we We want
1: family.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: Even though Sahara's way uglier than me.
0: That's not true.
1: That is not true. Can you tell? I don't have a voice right now.
0: I I can. And I'm, I like that. I like the, I like that your voice is fading. I wish it would continue to fade. Um, so anyways, just, just finishing up real quickly yeah, please, with the McGregor please, thing. Real
1: quick, real quick. Yeah.
0: Um, I just, you know, when you start putting pictures out there like that and you let them, you don't ask your, your play date, uh, you know, so to speak, to take that down, you're leaving it out there for people to, you know, let the the rumors start
1: circulating and you're saying that he's messing with fire is what you're trying to get
0: he's he is standing right next to the fire
1: even if d devlin who is his girlfriend and baby's mama baby's mama yeah Mm -hmm. um is was in on it it's just not a smart thing to do it's just not um those are if you name ways what are ways that people's relationships come to end how do those things start this is one of those ways. And so those are things you should just avoid in life. And when you go down that road, you're going to run into trouble and you're going to run into danger. It's like a guardrail being on the side of the road. Like you don't want to get real close to the guardrail. You want to stay away from the guardrail and because that's guarding you from danger. But the guardrail is only the, the, the minor danger. What's beyond the guardrail is the true danger, and he's already on the guardrail.
0: Right, and you know, just just like you said, even if D Devlin is aware of that, you know, it, it all it takes nowadays is for an accusation, for somebody to you know come out publicly and say this happened, and
1: well, now it's you know the it, this is the new witch hunt.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy.
1: It, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: You you know, I, I don't know. I just I am a fan of his, um, and. I, I don't want to see him go down this road, but I don't see him recognizing the fork in the road and taking the the hard path. He's taking, to me, what seems to be the the easy path, and that's the one that leads to that fire.
1: Yeah. Well, we will. We that all remains to be seen. Um, he's also have trouble with the you know the supposed. I mean, the rumors are that he's. Um, in trouble with the Irish mafia and there's a hit out on him and blah 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 who knows how much truth there is to it i don't know how much i buy it i i think there's probably some truth to it but who knows like what level that is regardless i think that um you know he has enough money to surround himself pretty comfortably so or maybe just right. to stay out of ireland now you know and
0: connor is uh he feels like he's untouchable right now. Um, he's got that invincible mentality, and that's you know depending on the venue or your line of work, that can be you know a positive trait. but uh, again, going back to you know the euphemism that I used, the road that he's on, he, he can't recognize that fork in the road, and feeling or believing that he's invincible. He's, you know, I hope he doesn't get in trouble, in in a in a bad way. But I I believe that
1: that's where he's headed. Yeah. Let's talk some fights. Fight! Um, Fight! 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 Rounding out the year, we have uh, this weekend is the next to last UFC card on Saturday night. We have UFC on Fox twenty six. Is that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday, right. The it is saturday yeah um ufc on fox 26 and that features robbie lawler versus rafael d a hoffy D'A,
0: hoffy D'A. D'A. that's that is correct
1: um and so that is a good headlining fight we also have uh josh emmett and ricardo Lamas, mike perry and santiago ponza nibio is that, that nibio ponza nibio uh, Misha Serkinov versus Glover Teixeira. All those are the main card fights. I think it's only a four fight main card. I think it's a two hour uh, UFC on Fox. And, uh, it's a good card. I, I like it, but it's early. It's 8 p.m. for the main card. Um, we are not used to that. Uh, what was the last UFC on Fox card? It's, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been. It seems like it has been anyway. I'd have to look at it, but, um, but Robbie Lawler Do- Rafael DA that's a I like that main event
0: Yeah um I'm kind of looking past it uh, cuz I just want to get to uh 219 and yeah. see what happens with that main event yeah. But yeah that 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 is going to be a good fight Um
1: get to see Mike Perry fight again too I I, I right. like seeing him fight
0: Yeah who was it that he just uh Jumped up at uh, out of the crowd, had some words with at a recent event. Who was that? That I mean, was – Could have been anyone, really. Uh, I, I can't remember it was, who it was. It might have been you, wasn't it? You know what it was, man? He backed down pretty quickly.
1: Well, I mean, that's because he felt like, oh, I shouldn't pick on the elderly. Mm-hmm.
0: So you have maybe seen... it was uh, Fabricio. Maybe, uh...
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fabricio tends to get into fights with people that weigh 100 pounds less than him. Recently. Right. UFC 219, December 30th in Las Vegas, Nevada. T-Mobile Arena, Cyborg versus home. What some people are calling the greatest women's mixed martial arts fight of all time. It certainly is one of the most high profile. Jim Sahara Mooney, how are you seeing that fight go down?
0: Well, okay, so when we, just real quick, when we talk about Um, This possibly being the greatest MMA fight um, pertaining to the women's side. It's got nothing to do with how much is coming in via pay-per-view or live gate draw. This is the two combatants. Um, If I were to make my prediction right now would be um, Holly Holm, uh fourth round TKO. Uh, I th- I think that it's um it's gonna be an accumulation um yeah. and some uh um, conditioning, I guess yeah. you could say.
1: Well I, I, I tend to agree that if if it goes that far, I think it favors home. Yeah. The longer right. that fight goes, I think the more it favors home.
0: Agreed. Uh, but she's got she's got to be able to get get her you know she's got to take her into deep waters um i don't even think
1: i think she has to weather the storm for like the first three or four minutes and i think after that i think she she has the skill set i think she has the um yeah i think that cyborg's probably the better fighter in a in a flurry but um if she can weather that storm i think that Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes, the more technical person.
0: Agreed. Uh, you know, I hope to see Holly Holm um, when she fought Ronda Rousey. That was she put on the perfect fight that night. But since then, it's been a mixed bag that we've seen coming from her, and it hasn't been anything consistent. Um, she's looked good in spurts in each of her fights, um, and she's looked really bad in spurts in each of those fights. And in the losses, um, you know, her um, her weaknesses were put on display for everybody to see. She, you know, basically does not have any ground game or defense. And, you know, she's somebody that um, is good on the counter. Um, she's what I would call a reactive um, fighter um, and has a, a, a good attack coming off of the counter. Uh, you know, and then putting her fighter or her opponent on their heels. I, that's something that's going to be hard to do with, uh, with Cyborg, and I think you're right when you say that she's got to weather that storm. Um, you know, three, four minutes, it's heavy pressure, and, you know, she's got to be doing a lot of movement, um, throwing some kicks, and keeping space in between, you know, and making Cyborg respect her kickboxing skills so that she doesn't get in tight and take some damage, which which could wear her down pretty quick. And I'm talking about home um, getting worn down, you know, when it uh, gets in tight and there's dirty boxing.
1: Yeah. True that. We also have Edson Barboza versus Habib Madoff. Habib Madoff. let me ask you this. How many fights do you think he's won in a row? Khabib or Edson? Habib. Um, Khabib, I believe it's.
0: Is it twenty-two? Wrong. Well, okay. So, are we talking about his um, professional career? Yes. Okay. Uh, I know it's in the twenties. Maybe it's twenty-four.
1: Habib is twenty-four now. Okay. Um, Habib. Yeah. Okay, so Habib. so we have Habib, and then we have um and the next fight is Lineker, John Lineker, and Jimmy Rivera. How many fights in a row has Jimmy Rivera won?
0: I believe that when we saw him at 203, I I think he was nineteen and oh coming into that fight against Faber. Um
1: nineteen in a row.
0: Yeah, I thought that he was 19 and 0 coming. You, well, okay, yeah, 19 wins in a row, I believe. Um so I'm going to say 21.
1: He's won 20 fights in a row. Okay. Faber was the 19 and Thomas Almeida is was 20 in a row. He only lost his second um second pro fight, which was uh, a, a decision, a split decision loss. So, uh, yeah,
0: I think he knows what he's doing in the ring.
1: He also lost to Dennis Bermudez in uh, the Ultimate Fighter uh, exhibition, like in a Ultimate Fighter house.
0: Crazy. And if you would put those two together now, you know it's. It seems like they're uh, those two are miles apart when it comes to. Uh, I would say consistency is is the easiest way to put it.
1: Yeah. Also on the fight Carlos Carlos Condit and Neil Magny, um, which is another good fight. This is a really solid card. Uh, I know they wanted to put to to have another fight on this card. They you know originally they wanted McGregor on this card, and then they wanted Nate Diaz on the card, and they wanted to make this a monster card. Um, but, uh, you know, it didn't, it, I don't think it r- reaches that level where it's a monster card, but it is a very nice card regardless. Agreed. Um, so Carlos Condit, who is on his lost three of his last four, he lost to Woodley or lost to Robbie Lawler and lost to Damian Maya and uh, has a Well, victory against Tiago Alves in the middle of those uh, from his last, you know, that was in May of 2015. So we're talking, you know, two and a half years ago since he last won a fight. Uh, So he's a little bit of an enigma. At one point, he was the number two, number two uh, welterweight in the world. And now he's. Really struggling, and he's not. I mean, he's only 33 years old, that's typically prime in your prime and an MMA mm-hmm. career, so very uh interesting. Uh, and actually, if you take a look at one, two, three, four, five of his last seven, he's lost. So, since the Saint Pierre fight in 2012, he's lost including that he's lost five of seven and he was on a tear before that. Wow.
0: I didn't realize it was, it was that disparaging.
1: Yeah. And uh, so of his 10 losses, five have come in his last seven. Neil Magny is uh, a very solid fighter. I really like Neil Magny. I think he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, I really enjoy watching him. I think that, you know whether he wins or loses, he's a he's an interesting fighter. He's a good fighter. He's a fun to watch. He beat last victory came against Johnny Hendricks, but he's also uh, lost two of his last three, and so that Hendricks win uh, is surrounded by losses to Lorenz Larkin and Rafael D. A. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: just talking about that Hendricks fight um, for you know a brief minute. That was the fight. I, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm not, but I thought that well, then why um, would as, I correct you? as we were watching it, um, unanimously, uh, we thought that Hendricks won the fight um, because you know he had uh, a lot of um, top position. You know, I forget what the uh, stats were, but I th- I thought that we felt Hendrix won that fight. Now,
1: mm, correct you if you're wrong.
0: Yeah, which I'm not. But
1: oh. so can I try to or no?
0: You could try, but you'll be wrong if you try to correct me.
1: Okay, then I won't do that. I don't want to correct you and be wrong.
0: You're a smart man.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far. I do uh, hang out with you. Uh-huh. You're a smart man. So, this game is getting uh, – as we're recording this podcast, the New England Patriots, that we record all, most of these either on Sunday night or Monday night, mostly Monday nights, but sometimes we do a Sunday night. So, I have the Monday night football game on. New England Patriots, I understand. We have a lot of people that listen in the Boston area. I get it. And I still hate the Patriots, and I think the world – does for the most part except for those in new england area so watching them losing to the miami dolphins uh at one point by 17 in the third quarter and now they're down by 10 but they're narrowing the gap and they they seem to have the momentum now which is scary but uh you know i would like to see the patriots come back and win so that the steelers don't have the patriots next week coming off a loss.
0: Yeah, and you know what, though? Something to keep in mind about that game as it's going on is um, the Dolphins have a world beater for a quarterback. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, re- you really don't believe that, right? Uh, that is
0: true. I do not believe that.
1: Yeah, Jay Cutler, he's been around the block.
0: He has been around the block. And I remember when he – uh, came into the league when he was drafted that he was someone that was kind of in the shadows, but he had a tremendous um workout for several teams and
1: well shot he was up. only in the shadows until you he, he started i mean he was never uh a very quiet guy
0: well in the shadows as far as um getting his name out there and being projected as one of the top picks, and then you know. When uh, the closer draft day came along, this guy was the the quarterback that everybody wanted. He was uh, turned out. He started out as being the sleeper in the draft, and then he was the one everybody coveted.
1: Yeah, so uh, a great fight card for UFC 219. Um, certainly one that you. It's a. I believe this to be a must see. So before we uh,
0: stop talking about two nineteen, Ryan, no, 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 which,
1: no, I, do you believe this to be a must see? Like, is this? A, oh yeah, absolutely. Is this a casual fan must see event, or
0: so there. There are so many. Yes, there is a. This is a casual fan must see because there is a lot um, of things that um, will happen in the future based on uh, what happens here. So let's just say. Um, Khabib wins. Um, You know, the next fight we talked about, uh, my my opinion is that McGregor and Ferguson won't happen, so then, you know, would this be, is it number four Um, where Ferguson and uh, Nurmagomedov try to get together again? Because haven't they been paired up three times before and he's pulled out due to injury? I'm talking about Khabib. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's he's had lots of uh, fights pulled out of.
0: but I know there's a history between him and Ferguson and him having to pull out of the fight because of injury, specifically with Ferguson. I know that it it has happened. Yeah, I
1: think they have three scheduled.
0: Okay, okay, so I was right there. So, you know, then then that is, in my opinion, that's the fight that's going to happen next uh, because – you know, my opinion is well,
1: what's that fight going to be for?
0: Well, I, I think again, purely I mean, that's speculation
1: a key question because you got a division that's yeah. waiting on
0: on McGregor. Yeah, and you know Dana White, while he wasn't too happy about what GSP did um, and vacating the title, I think he expected it, and I, I think with what happens with that title is going to move the UFC and Dana White towards stripping McGregor of that title. And then that becomes where you had talked about, I forget how you put it before about um, somebody who was um, basically nominated as the champ or, you know, wasn't officially crowned, didn't go out and earn it by beating the champ. So, you know, that would be the Ferguson and Khabib fight. Um, then the other big fight coming out of uh, 219 is obviously the headliner with Home and, uh, and Cyborg. And that sets up the new, well, one of the new divisions. You know, this division has been really stalled for for quite a while now, ever since they started it, um, but you know it's it's going to set up some intrigue going forward um, for the one forty five.
1: Yeah, women. for sure, for sure. Uh, Kamara Usman's on the card too. He's a he's a fun guy to watch.
0: That one is going to be a good fight. He's uh, he's fighting uh, is it uh, Meek?
1: It's Meek. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was I was going to mention that one and say that this death's uh, a fight that uh you know for the casual fans um those two names are names that you're going to want to remember because you know in in what I think is going to be a very short time, um both these guys are going to be near the top of the uh, the rankings
1: so this weekend's uh UFC on fox do you you don't consider that a must watch um, you said you were looking past it, so yeah, I
0: am. To- you know, and I guess I'm kind of going against what uh, what we have preached so often, and, and that is to never dismiss a UFC card and fighters on it just because it's not, like, heavily laden with uh, big stars.
1: Well, I mean, I think Robbie Lawler is a pretty big star, and so's is Rafael Dia.
0: I have heard of both of them.
1: I think Mike Perry's a big star. Uh, 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 Decent star, but he's he's future superstar. Did it, wasn't he free safety for the Steelers? No, that's Perry. Darren Perry. Darren Perry. That was Darren Perry. He went to Penn State, by the way. Um, Misha Serkinoff is a big name. Glover Teixeira yeah. is a former number one contender. I mean, I think didn't he play first base for on, Texas dude. Rangers? No, he didn't play first base for the Texas Rangers. Teixeira. Wasn't Glover, though.
0: Mark Teixeira. He had a good glove. That's what it was.
1: So we mentioned GSP. I mean, you you briefly mentioned that the GSP vacated the title. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. So you bring a guy in who hadn't had a fight in four years. You take him up a division. Now, listen, I was all for it, you know assuming that there was some longevity and uh, commitment to the division and all that stuff, um, he wins the title, and now he's vacating the title. And you have a young man with a ton of potential who's being handed and declared the champion, a a championship that he did not win.
0: That's what you said, declared the
1: champion. And so I I just – I think that oh, uh, you know, it got the big pay-per-view that they wanted, the million whatever, right around a million pay-per-view buys. It, got, it was the money draw. But could – so in hindsight, I'm thinking if GSB is not fighting for a title, you can still pay him the same amount of money and get that big pay-per-view draw without, without getting into your belt system which is pretty much a joke at this point in the UFC. And that's a problem, I think. I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah, get absolutely. we're in the era of the money fights and stuff like that, but when your, when your belt system is no longer looked at as, you know, who the best are or the, the people that are getting shots aren't the best, the, the, the top contenders or – I mean, that's boxing territory. That's st- You know, all the things that, that, you know, Dana White complained about, about boxing, he's starting to do himself. All the things people don't like about boxing is starting to look more like it. And as a matter of fact, the UFC is now looking into or, you know, with the McGregor fight – they're now looking into promoting beginning to promote boxing. Is this I mean are we going down the same road with this? I don't I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I you know uh with the zoofa boxing um we have Nate Diaz who uh has uh very recently said that he's he's probably going to be I um, I think he actually has applied for a boxing license Well he
1: applied for a california boxing license yeah, think, huh? a while ago yeah i don't know if he um, got it or not when yeah
0: I, so that's what it was then then uh he was he was granted the boxing license um dana white even said that we've probably seen the last of nate diaz inside the octagon um so i mean if that's the case then you know i don't think that's a big loss but uh going back to gsp and that talk. Um, I don't know that GSP has that name recognition um, like he did before, and that he would draw on a, on a pay per view. Now I I know that it was the return of the champion, you know, a return of a legend who you know then became the champion. And this is with his fight against Bisping. I just I, I think he was away too long for. Casual fans to to really recognize um, what he's done for the sport and in the sport.
1: I believe it was the only million dollar pay per view, uh, million buy pay per view of the year. So he's known by enough people, and sure. I mean, it wasn't a captivating matchup in the sense of like, oh, we have to see that that that's really intriguing. But at the same time. You know, it was a curiosity kind of thing. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's, it's overall healthy where the UFC is right now as it relates to champions and what that means and what that means for, you know, fighting for titles and guys that are ranked number one fighting three fights and not getting a title shot. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's not the way that the UFC has traditionally been until the Conor McGregor era. And is that really what you built your success on? I mean, I think there's pressure, right? So they just got sold for over $4 billion. And so now there's all this pressure to, uh, to deliver. And the superstars that made them that way are, are nowhere to be found. Right? So you have who are the superstars that really took the UFC and helped make it into a $4 billion company? That's Ronda Rousey. That's John Jones. That's, that's um, Conor McGregor. And none of those three, other than Jones, when Jones fought yeah, it's Cormier. It's still up
0: in the air with him.
1: No, but he fought Cormier this year, right? Correct. And so that was the only one of those three that fought in 2016 or 17 under the Zufa banner. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Not good. Not good
1: at all. And so um, no wonder why there's, there's very little pay-per-view buys. You don't have, you know, you got to build new stars. And it, it seems to me like, you know, the focus is all still on McGregor and there's, a potential for no return from that, from that I, you interest. know what
0: i yeah i I agree with that wholeheartedly i I think this is um one of those um, defining moments where you know the u s c has has some tough decisions to make in the sense that there is star potential there. But what are they going? You know, are they going to be able to pull that out of their fighters? And then will this call out um, continue or will it stop? I, I've I've said before on uh, several podcasts, I'm not a fan of the call out. I think it's you know interesting on the fighters' side that they they want to pit themselves like up against. Um somebody that might be a nemesis or maybe they feel it's a good match up for them um favorable on their side, but i just I don't like the call outs because going back to what you said earlier in his podcast Ryan, and that is you end up having you know somebody who who might be ranked like number six who's fighting for the belt and you know what got what about guys one through five you know they have um, fought their way to get to that spot so that they could be the one next in line and they're being stepped over by somebody, you know, several spots back. And, you know, what do they do? It's um, This is how we get fighters like McDonald leaving Bellator or leaving for Bellator leaving UFC. And a guy that just fought Saturday night, Cub Swanson. Um, that was his last fight contractually for the UFC, and Dana said they're going to negotiate, and he wants Swanson, but I, I think Swanson will be moving on. Uh, you know, probably to Bellator, but um, I don't think uh, I think Swanson's going to test free agency, and um, he moves over to Bellator, and I think he has. Uh, within two fights, a chance to fight for the belt over there, which is what he wants ultimately.
1: Yeah, I want to, before we continue, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is 3 Minute Fitness. They have three locations. They just added their third location. It is in Bridgeville. And if you are in the Pittsburgh area, which many of you are, Um, and you want to get a workout like you've never had before, head to one of uh, 3 Minute Fitness's three locations, their newest one being in Bridgeville. Whether you're just trying to add some dynamic training to your current routine or looking to go all in, 3 Minute Fitness is here for you. Their programs are designed to fit every fitness level and goal, whether it's the treadmill, water rower, Jacob's Ladder, kaiser bikes turf sleds kettle balls, dumbbells slide boards stability balls resistance bands whatever it might be um there's a quick there's a a lot of uh, options for you to consider and so uh make the make the choice to make three-minute fitness uh give them a chance to uh earn your business they do some pretty awesome things at three-minute fitness sahara mooney are you going to go to Three Minute Fitness?
0: I think so. They have two locations, um, relatively close. And really, Bridgeville, um, being in your neck of the woods, is not far from me either. But uh, Moon Township is is out that way, and the one that's closest to me is the one on um, in uh, South Side. I believe it's on East Carson Street. And yeah, I can uh, I could use some help in that area. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: I mean, if you want to, uh, if you want to really see what you can do with your body and how you can um, maximize, you know, your time and train yourself in new and significant ways in short amount of time, um, three minute fitness is your the best option you have. So give three minute fitness. Uh, you know, a shot, man. (laughs) Tell you what, I've heard some really good things about it. I know um, some people that have uh, given it a shot and they have wonderful things to say about it. So we love our friends at 3 Minute Fitness and we also love some good MMA talk.
0: We're always in favor of fitness and MMA.
1: Yeah, and we we need to get ourselves some fitness. We
0: Instead did talk of, about this on the last podcast.
1: Yeah, we're we're we're. I mean, we got to do it. We got to stop stop the talk and walk the walk, or something like that. Hey guys, Miami has the ball back with six twenty four left. Score. And they're still up by ten. <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. But it's third down now, and third and eight or nine. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Pittsburgh MMA. We haven't had a a, a show here in Pittsburgh in a, a, a year. It's been a year. This week it'll be, I think, on the seventeenth was the was the last MMA show. You and have it any was, news for us? pinnacle fighting championship you know I, I i hear the rumors but there's been nothing announced at this point and so um i i don't however um the rumor the rumor has it is that uh, I, rumor has it that there is a a fight coming up and it just hasn't been announced yet that's the rumor that i'm hearing that that the date set locked i'm hearing We're talking March 24th is the date I'm hearing.
0: I'm writing it down
1: now. Write it down. I I, I think we're just waiting on, you know, the official word.
0: 2018, correct?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think that regional promotions are that uh, that they would plan for 2019.
0: Could they be that efficient?
1: I mean, that's not very efficient, I don't think, when you're, like, waiting a year and a half to yeah
0: yeah I, i'm gonna agree with you on that one that'd be a long time so uh yeah i'm excited if uh, if that's what's going to happen i know that octagon 24 7 and mma fancast will be there to cover it we are um our interest is growing um by leaps and bounds on the uh, what i would call the regional. MMA scene. So, um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's what, it's what, uh, what we do. It's what we do. We cover those events live. We bring you that action. And I, I got something else to share with you. So there was a, there was, um, at the last Pittsburgh event was pinnacle fighting championships. 15, we were there, we covered it live, and Mark Cherico got a win against Tony Castillo, right? And so, and I always thought it was Castillo, but it's Castillo. Let's, so, Castillo broke his ankle during that fight. So, it was a year ago he broke his ankle. Finally, he, he has returned to the cage. He returned this past weekend um, on Saturday night. And he fought Frank Carab- Caraballo, who is a stud, um, regional, f- highly ranked regional featherweight in Ohio, and and he got a split decision win. They had fought previously, um, I believe, yeah, in 2012, and uh, Caraballo got that win. And so in the rematch, Castillo got his revenge. After the fight, Castillo fought Mark Cherico in, in, in Pinnacle, and that's where who he broke his ankle against. They had this um, war of words leading up to, for the past couple of years, leading up to that fight at Pinnacle 15. and But it was thought that that was like a thing of the past. Well, it turns out it's not because mm. – when interviewed immediately in the cage after the fight, it, Tony Castillo was asked, "You know what, what's next for you?" And he said, "You know this guy in here, referring to, to Caraballo, this guy right here is a real fighter, and Mark Cherico's a B, but he didn't interesting. See and so he like bzz,
0: bzz, yeah, that kind not, of not B
1: at all, not that like a bee, as in, like, not a witch. Oh, yeah, that like female dog, mean words. Yeah, so he calls Cherico out. Obviously, Cherico's still on his mind, um, immediately after a fight with someone else. So I can't help but think there's potential for them to have a rematch. Because, I mean, that wasn't a clean win. These guys don't like each other. I spoke with Mark Cherico leading up to his um, – Leading up to his – Dana
0: White Tuesday night.
1: Correct. And when I spoke with him, I, I asked him about Castillo. And he said, you know – I said, was that um, heat? Was that real? Was, was that um, just – Part of promoting, and he said, "No, we we just don't like each other." And I said, "Okay, you know, interesting." Well, hmm. it 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 turns out Tony Castillo still thinks about Mark Cherico, even immediately after his first, um, even immediately after his first win, his first fight in over a year or a year, and his first win since 2015 so mark cherico is on his mind and i can't help but think that that could be a that could play out
0: so with that uh so his most recent fight i'm talking about castillo that was with uh the it fight series correct
1: it was the okay, IT so Tiger fight series is that there being...
0: anything contractually between um fighters on the regional scene with Promotions like IT or Pinnacle or Cage Madness.
1: Yeah i i don't um I don't think they they do that. Um, only because you're really limiting the fighters, and fighters would be hesitant to do that. Uh, you know, so I I think that they have the freedom regionally to to fight where they like.
0: Okay. So but. we could potentially see that fight happen again.
1: I, I, I'm thinking that if it's, if the rumors I'm hearing are true, that there's a possibility we see that uh, in Pittsburgh.
0: Now, that, <laughs> so March 4th? I, mean,
1: I get excited when I think of Mark Jericho returning. To fight here in Pittsburgh. I mean, the guy is a legend here. If if you were not, if you were from Pittsburgh and you are an MMA fan, you watch UFC, you watch, you know, Bellator, whatever it is, and you haven't gone to a regional promotion show, you are missing out. I can tell you from experience. I watched the UFC since UFC won, legitimately watched it. Now, there was a dark period where I didn't watch it for a while, but I went back and watched all of those fights that I missed from like UFC 7 to like UFC 30 or whatever whatever it was where there was like the dark ages of of MMA. And it was pretty underground, but I went back and watched all of those fights and then restarted back up with like i don't know UFC 34 or something like that but i did not get jump in on the regional scene i didn't jump in on the regional scene until pinnacle fighting championships 15 and wow if you have not gone to a a, a pinnacle or a regional promotion that is some of the most exciting some of the most dramatic, it's real. It's not these um, guys that are, you know, untouchable and, you know, so out of, you know, they're, they're not guys that are these TV stars. They are these real guys that are blood, sweat, and tears, and it is an environment that is, I mean, I wish I could be there every day. It's awesome. So it, the
0: difference uh, between, obviously, the regional and – uh the big promotions is, is, is coverage, but the bad blood is is
1: there. We just oh, don't get this, to see it. The talent that, level is there. If you take a look at regional cards in a history of – I'm gonna just going to use Pinnacle because they're the premier uh, promotion in the history of Pittsburgh. Um, take a look at some of the fighters that have been on their cards. They have guys from the UFC like Adam Milstead and – Chris Dempsey that were on the card guys in, in Bellator. If you take a look at the Bellator state college card, there was like five or six guys that were from pinnacle. And these are, these are legit professional mixed martial artists. Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt. Um, who just, who just fought
0: uh, on a fight night or no, it was on uh it was, it was at two Felder. two eighteen Felder.
1: Yeah, It was Felder. Paul Felder fought yeah. for, for pinnacle. And you know, if you're not going, you, you, you don't even understand the atmosphere. The difference between the atmosphere at a UFC event versus a regional event, the atmosphere at a regional event is far superior in my opinion. But I'll let you make that decision yourself. I encourage you to check out um, a regional MMA event. And, and from what I understand, there's one coming up in Pittsburgh, possibly March 24th. That's what I hear.
0: Well, I blocked out two days for that, twenty third and twenty
1: fourth. I'm there. Yeah, you'll, you'll if that's if it's going to happen, I'll be there. I, you can mark. I mean, my, I believe my sources, and I think that those are the dates, and that's going to happen. Um, in the last, I mean, we're we're pretty much out of time, but um, I'm going to leave these last these things that we wanted to talk about, but don't really have time for we're going to talk about those on episode 53. We have the Bellator heavyweight grand Prix tournament coming up. Um, we're going to give a detailed breakdown of that. We're going to have, uh, you know, a whole episode almost talking about that, talking about Mitrione Bader, Frank Mir, Roy Nelson, Fedor, uh, Chael Sonnen, Mohammed Lowell, and Rampage in this tournament. Um, we're going to talk about the the odds and where they all stand and what we agree with, what we don't agree with, who we think might be a good um, sleeper pick for you or and things like that. We're also going to talk about this brings up the big question, the greatest heavyweight champions of all time. And we're mm-hmm. going to discuss that, where, the, where we think these guys rank all time. We'll do all of that on our next episode, as well as discuss the um, Rafael DA results from this weekend with uh, his battle with Robbie Lawler. So, yeah, we, we intended on talking about some of that tonight, but our hour with you is up. What do you think, Sahara?
0: I think it's been a good hour. I think it's, um, it's definitely good to be back. You know, this, this time of the year for us, for me and you, Ryan, is always um, tough for us to, to be on a consistent schedule just because we got so many things going on with our families um, in preparation. More than
1: one family? Um. You said we have things going on with our families.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yes.
1: Oh, uh, I feel so, bad for all of them. Yeah,
0: but you know, we we want to uh, to be consistent with with our podcasts and our content on the website not, on Octagon Twenty Four Seven dot com. But it's just the end of the year that uh, that uh, really has us busy going into the holiday season of uh of christmas and um it's not that we're forgetting about you out there it's just that we have lives
1: he almost forgot about you tonight wait
0: what was i saying i forgot what i was saying
1: no one was listening Uh, okay
0: so no that
1: right there you you
0: that person was listening you are listening thank you for continuing to tune in who um they know their name so anyways i appreciate you continuing to listen Even though Ryan tried to cut me off, but, um, but we're going to do our best to uh, you know, to be consistent um, 2018 and for years to come. Wonderful. That's all I have to say about that.
1: Okay. Stone cold. And that's all (laughs) I got to say about that. All right. Well, we thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Um, on behalf of Jim Mooney, this is Ryan Middleton signing off, saying thank you and God bless.